Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm, your destination for all things nerdy. Hi, it's Matt here. Um, we don't have a new episode this week. I'm very sorry about that. What we do have are a selection of clips from earlier shows that we think are pretty funny. Think of it like one of those Simpsons episodes where they just show you old bits and pieces, except probably not as funny. Jenna has been nice enough to edit these together for you, so be sure and thank her on Twitter for her hard work. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week as usual. Thanks. And welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm. I'm David. I'm Matt. Cripple. Johnny Fuckpig. <laughs> 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 and you can be... Luke Alderson. <laughs> Sex offender. Well, there's also another first with this podcast. Is I'm actually doing it naked. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, that is a first. Are you seriously naked or...? I am naked. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I can't concentrate now. Hang on, because hang on. When you when you called me on Skype, it said Cripple wants to share video. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm extra disturbed. I'm glad well, you clicked well, no. Then when Dan was uh, a bit younger, he actually started a radio station. On he his... says a bit younger. He means like over half my life ago. Eighteen. Yeah. yeah no, no. I thought you got ten. No, it's twelve. Twelve. <laughs> I was twelve. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mark Hamill. <laughs> So Dan was twelve, and he had this. I little... Mark Hamill never listens to this. I'm just out of this guy. I love Mark Hamill too. This is what, like, can we take a moment to explain? Yeah, not like I, well, not like Mark Hamill loves a boy, but I mean, I love Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should explain. Yeah, because we, we, there's we just been two things that we've seen in the last twenty-four hours that have alluded to the fact that Mark Hamill makes inappropriate. Yeah. There's, a, there's a video on, on YouTube that I guess I think it was going like doing the rounds. It's of <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Oh, too easy to it's it's uh, this kid won a prize to go on the set of Empire Strikes Back, and it's it's really awkward. And uh, uh, Mark Hamill's having a picnic with him, and wanting him, dining him. Watched it. It is so awkward to yeah, see Hamill make small talk with a, with a ten-year-old boy. Okay, so is this he on YouTube? He literally or? says things yeah. like, "So, how are you doing in school?" Yeah, oh. and it's on, I think it was on the TV show. Because yeah. and then it cuts back to the studio, and because the, the, the kid gets teleported, because apparently Star Trek now, he gets teleported <laughs> yeah. back into the studio, and then Chewie walks in to the to the Imperial Death March thing. Well, that's a bit confusing. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a misuse of elite motif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, <laughs> and even the, the, the I don't know what the show is. It, it's it's all some really, really, yeah. It's just yeah. really really awkward. And so there's that. And right. then also, all right. So we were already making jokes about Mark Hamill <laughs> bringing sexual. young boys to Dago Bar, yeah. right? <laughs> and then today we watched this behind the scenes where Hamill shows a bunch of clips. Of kids Star films. Wars fan films that kids have made, and he made particular attention to point out how young they are. Yeah, fourteen Which, from Ohio. Obviously because it's impressive. Yeah, to be fair. That, yeah, no. to be fair. But he's like, at least he created this. She's only ten. Just to confirm that he didn't sound like that. It didn't sound like a creepy, mincing, boy, hungry <laughs> pedophile. <laughs> it just. <laughs> <laughs> No. So if, if, if for some unexplained reason Mark Hamill is listening, <laughs> <laughs> or if you know Mark Hamill, yeah, we don't. 
Giant. We just, it's just a joke. Yeah. Commander yeah. Blair, recommended four and five and three. You were awesome. Yeah. You were awesome. Look, I, mean, I, I mean, I was one of those rare people that still stands by. Luke was my favorite character in Star Wars. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. didn't pander to Han. Yeah. I, I loved Luke. He was a great character. I mean, if I could go back in time, uh, like as a kid, yeah. and offer myself to him, yeah. I would. <laughs> and he would take you up on that offer. He would. I'd be like, I am six. Take me on a picnic. Take me on a picnic. Oh, I'm six. <laughs> Time to take a cup of picnic. <laughs> Picnics in quotes. Yeah. Did he take you into that dark tree where he met his fucking self in the dark yeah, yeah, suit? Yeah. Is that where he did it? You will not meet them. Yeah. What's in there? Only what you take with you. I'm taking this boy. I'm <laughs> taking this young boy. So it'll just be me and the boy then, yeah? <laughs> Had some vines. Yeah. Um, my dad. Darth Vader's going to kick your ass. <laughs> So Dan, um, you went on a bit of a sojourn to get a fucking mouse pad, didn't you? I did. And it didn't turn out well, did it? Does anyone want to hear the story of me trying to find a fucking mouse pad? I want to hear it. Because I live for this shit. You would assume, well I did, that a mouse pad is a pretty easy thing to find, right? But I live in a town that doesn't have an office works or any real computer store. So I thought, alright, well I'll just go to my local Kmart and I'll find one there. But all they had there was a 3D Dora the Explorer mouse pad. <laughs> I can doesn't see you really go with everything else on my desk. No. Because everything else is the wiggles. Get so. in your desk. <laughs> Get in your desk. Uh, everything's from the film Necromantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Kmart was a bust. I then decided to go into just my local Woolworths uh, supermarket, because they do have a computer section in there. Mm-hmm. I went in. They've got fucking portable hard drives, they've got discs, they've got everything. No fucking mouse pad. All right, really? fair enough. So I decided to go to the uh, the post office because they've got computer equipment there. You can buy a fucking printer there, you can get your ink, you can get everything like that. You can't get a fucking mouse pad. Jesus Christ. So I went to... Uh, I like you were so set on getting a mouse pad. You could have just waited till you went to work one day and nicked one from there. Yeah, or just gone to the shop near work. Yep. But I was but, off work. I had two weeks holiday. I was off work. I had the time. And, and my mouse That was pad, your plan for that day. Exactly. I'm it was getting the a mouse only pad. reason I left the house. Yeah, can I take two weeks off? I need to go get a mouse pad. Yeah. Because <laughs> the mouse pad I've got, it's not like I don't have one. I just do have one. It's just old. And uh, it's getting some kind of dents and divots in it that really fuck around with my mouse. And when you're doing kind of precision things, it, you it's know, annoying. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a pain in the ass. So finally, I, I ended up in the, in the, uh, the discount variety store, Hot Dollar. And they, they did indeed have a mouse pad there. One. Did you just say hot Dora? Hot, hot Dora. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit racist. Um, <laughs> That's what's called. Yeah. This, we do live in Auburn. So, uh, so I, oh. I purchased said mouse pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of thinking it did look a little small. And when I, when I brought it home, I realized that it is really only two thirds the size of a regular mouse pad. So right there, it's not ideal. <laughs> The other thing is, it doesn't say mouse pad, you know, like I was expecting. It says high-level anti-radiation mysterious mouse evil spirit pad. <laughs> now, Shit. That's the name, and that's in bold at the top of the packet. And that should have thrown me off, but literally, I've been in four fucking stores by this point. That's, wanted- that's all about convergence, Dan. Like, they've yeah. packed a lot into that mouse pad. Well, <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> so... There's a there's a big paragraph on the front here, if you'll permit me. Some of it makes sense, uh, some of it doesn't, and it seems to lose clarity as it goes along. So, if you'll permit me. 
The mysterious mouse pad uses the import non-toxic food-grade silicone material annoin. <laughs> Titanium principle. After the national SGS, six heavy metal content examinations achieves the European ROHS examination standard, conforms to the National Environmental Protection Standard. The mysterious mouse pad... Sorry, I assume that was the end of a sentence, but, but it isn't. The mysterious <laughs> mouse pad also, considering the human body, engineering which function may reduce wrist-weary. <laughs> protect radiation and increase blood circulation when using it. The mouse pad surface, after the special texture processing and surfaces smooth, which is extremely positive to the optical mouse, and moving smoothly. The soft material has the strong absorptive attraction to the table facet and not easy to remove. The silicone mouse pad may clean time and time again with non-fading random curl with non-deformation carry home one word carry home can be customised any designs and colours obviously (laughs) obviously (laughs) it's using life that's hyphenated compound word using life is very long and suitable for and then it just stops (laughs) but then on the other side It's got some consumer advice, which is lucky, uh, because I needed to know if this was suitable for me. And it says, the mysterious mousepad is suitable group. (laughs) The long-term uses the office computer. Asian healthy condition, easy wariness. The long-time computer player, light working pressure group, and pregnant slash underage group. (laughs) (laughs) So all my questions were answered. I've got to know, Dan, how much did this mousepad cost? The mass pad cost all of a dollar ninety nine. And the thing is, I was prepared to spend up to twenty bucks on this fucking mouse pad. I was really expecting to get one of those, you know. Just order something online. Oh look, I fucking will. I'll sake. just wait till I'm back at work tomorrow and I'll just take one home. But oh. I took this thing out of the packet and nearly choked on the stench. It's got hexanal through it, it mate. It, 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 it's, if you use it, you might die in your sleep. I, I put it down for about five minutes of computer use and my eyes started to hurt. <laughs> so I sealed it in a plastic bag and put it in the garbage. What what um what binding material did it use to stick to the table? What 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 special um, feature did it sorry. have? Um <laughs> let me just find uh the strong absorptive attraction to the table facet using um oh the um the food grade silicone material <laughs> Food grade. Annoying. I don't even know what annoying is. (laughs) I'm just back to the pregnant slash underage. Yeah, like that very specific pregnant underage. Sorry, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh oh dear. Well that's great. Well I'm glad you uh you finally gave up and decided to Well let's just say for a dollar ninety nine I got my money's worth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You get what you pay for. It seems that way. Jesus Christ. I uh, I spent some time in the early eighties uh, living with Mark Hamill. And is I, there I, is there anything you'd like to tell us about uh, that time spent? Well, it's funny because I came across um, I was fiddling through my drawers, and I, <laughs> <laughs> as he taught you, thinking yeah, about yeah, Harry Potter, you and um, I, I found my old diary from when I lived with Mark Hamill. Diary oh. that's a bit gay, but go on. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was the eighties, dude. Everyone had diaries, and you know, I was I was just trying to break into um the, you know the scene in LA and and try and get some work and the gay scene. Yep, go for it. Well, you know, I just 
uh, I just wrote some thoughts down. That's all. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's hear it. Oh, it's a bit private. I don't know if I want to share them, to be honest. Do it. Go on. All right. Okay, but no judgment. Yeah, come on. We, we all um, really like to hear share that thing he did with that dead body and his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, true. <clears throat> it's all right. Not, well, it's um, not gonna leave I'll, I'll read you the us. first extract. Sorry, I'm going to put this recording up on the internet or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just between us then, Dave. Just between us. All right. Yeah. Okay. You'll cut so, this out, um, won't you, Matt? Yeah, we'll cut this out of the podcast, yeah? Of course. Okay, cool. All right. So, uh, this is uh, the first extract, um, and it's uh, it's from 1981. Um, I've only I've only got uh, months listed in here, so I don't, I don't know what the story is. Uh, oh, wait, no. Did I say 81? It's 84. My mistake. So, anyway, this is, uh, this is February uh, 1984. I woke up this morning and headed out into the kitchen. Mark was already up cooking eggs and generally singing show tunes. I fucking hate it when he sings those things. He gets really into it and it makes me uncomfortable. He always gets right in my face with it and it has some kind of deep-seated psychosexual innuendo that makes my skin crawl. But as usual, he cooked breakfast for himself and didn't offer me any. I used to get pissed off, but now I just come to expect it from him. Coming off the back of Jedi, I've noticed some distinct personality changes. He's always on about how far he's come, what great movies he's been in. One time he told me that he and George Lucas had a long talk about Mark's future. George saw him becoming a leading man, exploring (laughs) complex roles and being a huge star. I mean, normally I just nod my head and ignore it, but something about it got to me. I mean, deep down, though... I have the feeling he's going to be the next Pacino. I'd never tell him that, though. <laughs> Today, we plan to head over to Carrie Fisher's house to hang out. Normally, I'd say no, but Carrie is the best fucking blow in town, and when she's high, she gets fucking loose. I've heard that. I have heard that. One time, I even convinced her to wear the slave outfit from Return of the Jedi. She put it on, and we started fooling around, but she got one of her unstoppable nosebleeds and basically painted the fucking bed red. It didn't stop me. As usual, Carrie was unconscious within five minutes, but I finished up after ten and just went back to the party. So Mark and I head over there, and he's pretty excited. He's driving his new BMW, and we head down Hollywood Boulevard on the way to just, you know, check out the scene and look at the girls. The trip was pretty uneventful, and Mark was blasting some new tracks from the latest Bon Jovi album. We were just singing and generally minding our own business. The thing you need to know about Mark and I was that we love to fucking talk. And I mean... To fuck and talk. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about Mark and me is, we love to fucking talk. I mean, non-stop. What we really like to do was talk about the future. You know, what we wanted to do, who we wanted to fuck, usual guy stuff. Sometimes, however, Mark would come out with some really weird shit. On this occasion, I was telling him about how much I wanted to have a family one day. You know, a wife, kids, the whole nuclear family thing. The usual BS. By this stage, I was getting really passionate talking about how I'd love to read them HP Lovecraft stories as kids, play ball with them, you know, enjoy that time we had together while they were young. Anyway, he gets this really quiet, serene look about him for a minute, and he turns Bon Jovi down. He looks me dead in the fucking eyes with those piercing peepers and says, you know, I love 12-year-olds. I don't know why, but that really fucking unnerved me. I mean, that's so fucking specific, isn't it? I mean, most people just say they like kids. Not Mark, though. He's always really particular with stuff. I brushed it off with a laugh, and we cruised down to Carrie's house. The music was blaring, and we could hear it as we pulled up to the driveway. Mark jumped out first and started singing another show tune, a real song and dance number. I guess he's practicing for a new role or something. Fucker always gets work. I still haven't had a single acting job. Three years in LA, and I have shit to show for it, except living with Mark fucking Hamill. I know what you're thinking. 
But why does a movie star share a three-bedroom apartment with a nobody? Well, let's just say shit happened in the past, and Mark and I are pretty tight now. Suffice to say, blow, whores, and crossbows don't make for the best fucking party. Shit gets out of control real quick. So we head inside, and the first thing we hear is screaming. At that moment, I thought Carrie or one of her deadbeat friends had fucking OD'd. But when I walked into the lounge room, the truth became readily apparent. Carrie was lying down on the car- couch with some huge fucking black guy. Her legs were spread wide open and hanging in the air. She's squealing like a fucking pig on a stick and Mark takes one look at the scene and just grins. At that moment, I had to admit, I was a little jealous. But there was no way I was going to fucking see anything to the guy face deep in Carrie's poon. Besides... Mark had always told me way worse stories from the set of Empire and Jedi. I just walked past, shaking my head, and headed for the kitchen. I asked Mark if he wanted anything to drink, and he said to make him a soda and dry. He could be such a fag sometimes. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting pretty tired. I'm going to head to bed and write some more later. So there you go. That was from uh, February 1984 when uh, I uh, lived with Mark Hamill. It was a different time back then. It was a different time. It was literally was a different time. It was. It was, it was 1981. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to jail. Sued. Yeah. We're going to jail somehow yeah. for that. All right. Please tell the story. When I was in, in high school in year 12, um, I was at the drama, and you had to do, you had to write like a monologue performance for the end of year 12 to be judged on. The whole class sat in and we'll, everyone watched your performance and um, so this one guy got up and I mean he wasn't particularly unusual guy or anything like that he, just, he was just a guy he was in my class he got up and he did this he on the tubby side now? he may have been a little bit chubby but um, they always are <laughs> so he gets up and he's, he's doing his thing and it, the, the, his piece is you know it's him dancing and he's in a club somewhere as you do and, um, was there music to this, or was he just no, pretending? No, he's just miming, he's just miming. The whole so, he, thing. so he's miming, dancing, he's dancing. Really, in the moment, good for him. And then, obviously, some, someone comes over and starts talking to him, because he, he's, he's going, what's that? Sorry, oh, sorry, the music's really loud, I can't, can't quite hear you. What's that? But just to clarify, there's no other actor. No, it's, it's, it's just him, it's a model, it's just him. It's just him. And he, he, so he, he's there going, what's that, what's that? Oh, you want to go outside? Oh, all right, okay, yeah, let's, let's go. What? No, 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 the, the, the front door's this way. What? Oh, you want to, you, you want to go to the back? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the alley out. Oh, all right. <laughs> Can I also just point out the fact that they went out the back door? Foreshadowing. <laughs> right, so he really right. set this up, didn't so he? So he follows this, you know, this person out. So he's acting, you know, he's outside. He's like, oh, yeah, what did you want to, what did you want to talk about? Oh, what are you doing? No, no, no. And so he's miming out being accosted by this guy. <laughs> and basically he mined out in excruciating <laughs> detail. detail him being like thrown up against the wall and like his pants being pulled down oh, really was he pulling his own yeah, pants down he was pulling his own pants down going no no <laughs> oh my god I'm assuming the room was deathly silent we couldn't even laugh because <laughs> it was like what is he doing so and, weird and, and so anyway yeah so he mind and, and then he mind being raped in the ass. he mind being raped yeah how did it end with him crying on the floor <laughs> Basically, the scene ended with him, this fat, chubby little kid, yeah. crying with, with his, his pants, pants down, down. Yeah. crying on the floor, yes. and scene. Yes. No, and and cue egg white. Isn't that in Dragon Age though? There's racism. Like if you're a a um if you're a dwarf or something, like you'd get treated like shit. Isn't uh, that? Well, that's that's normal. I wouldn't know. I'm not going to play as a dwarf. <laughs> 
But no, that is true. Yeah, no, yeah. Shout out to any dwarves listening. <laughs> <laughs> you got that picture I sent you, right, Dan? Which? No, did I? The one with the little little guy ordering KFC. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> I felt so guilty after that. Like, I'm like, what did he oh. order? And you're like, two piece feet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I hope he can, fin- he can finish it all. He's only uh, little. Wait, you saw a dwarf? Like, yeah. in, in real life? He yeah. took a picture he took of a him photo. and sent it to me. <laughs> I'm like, such a God, bad person. Dave is a true friend. And if either of you see a dwarf, I expect a photo. I only in took fact, it for Dan's if, benefit. If anyone Did out you there say, listening... Excuse me, sir. Dwarf, my friend loves your people. <laughs> your people? Yeah. I, quite frankly, what? would spit on you. Hey, my friend Dan loves <laughs> really a female dwarf. So, if you know any, and I assume you do, because I assume you hang out together. Yeah. Oh, dear. Possibly your mother. Oh, Awful. Awful people. Dwarves. No, we are. <laughs> oh. Me? No, I like them. Yeah. <laughs> How can it be racist? What is I going like on? Them? Well, um, I mean, it, it, it's sad that kind of Matt took advantage of the fact that um, you were kind of opening up to us, really, by oh, um, reading out of your diary. I, I mean, I because now that's, that's a great segment over. But I mean, but if it's any consolation, I'd just like to say that um, Dave, you weren't the only one that, um, well, thirty odd years ago, spent some time with a um, Star Wars cast member. No. Um, and um, I've actually, uh, I'd like to follow up your Mark and Me segment with um, with a little segment I call Peter Mayhew and Me. <laughs> this is so, the guy um, who played Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, Peter Mayhew, He's the, the guy that talks like this. Yeah, yeah, him. Um, him and I um, knew each other back in the day, and um, I mean, I, I never kept a diary, but I mean, I, I could read a chapter out of my memoirs, oh! <laughs> if you'll permit me. Please do. I mean, if we don't have time, then you can cut this. But do we, uh, um, can, can I give no, you a bit no. of a jingle for here? Uh, for um, Peter Mayhew, yeah. me, please go go for it. Peter Mayhew and Dan. Nice, I like it. I like it. That's beautiful. I want, yeah. a, I want like a kind of a rock guitar in the back, like a real eighties kind of eighties rock, sure. not the good rock. I mean, like the Bon Jovi rock. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll insert the jingle in, and then I'll go straight in. So in jingle yeah. serting, in jingle serting. Oh. <laughs> Come on, All right. In the summer of 1981, I was backpacking through Europe on sabbatical. I'd inherited a small fortune from an obscure relative and decided to take the opportunity to see the world. The trip would fill the year before I began college and also provide a good opportunity to lay low after an unfortunate incident involving a mid-level prostitute and my consumption of what doctors were already calling a courageous amount of methamphetamine. (laughs) By the time I'd arrived in Britain, the money had all but dried up. To make ends meet, I'd begun working as a dishwasher for a local Pakistani restaurant in central London. It was there in those dank, roach-filled kitchens that I met Peter Mayhew. (laughs) Peter had been thrust into the public arena with the success of Star Wars, but three years later, with shooting still yet to begin on the much-anticipated sequel, Peter had subsidised his lack of income by waiting tables at his local curry house. And it was there, amongst those greasy immigrants... On the back steps of the restaurant, passing a spliff back and forth during break time, Peter used to tell me of his plans for the future. He'd submitted his own script to George, who focused primarily on his character, Chewbacca. In Peter's script, it's Chewie who single-handedly goes off to fight the Empire, 
After the final battle, Princess Leia would be so enamoured with the new hero that she'd forget all about the love triangle she'd previously been involved in, and the film would end with what Mayhew described as the filthiest Wookiee-on-woman scene you're ever likely to see. I asked if he thought his co-star would be up for that. He just smiled and told me that Carrie was up for anything. (laughs) Because of his size, Peter was popular with the ladies. He could have taken his pick of any of the young packy girls, but that didn't interest him. <laughs> Peter had a particular taste. His penchant was Asian girls, and the younger the better. He used to call them his little beauties. Anytime there was a group of Chinese schoolgirls in the restaurant, Peter would conveniently be on a smoko and suddenly nowhere to be found. But I knew where he was. He was on the back fire escape, ramming his immense appendage into a willing but unprepared virgin fortune cookie. Girls of that size lacked the elasticity required to take Peter's disproportionate member. But Peter rarely talked about his sexual conquest. He was more excited to tell me that they'd already begun building the sets for the Dagobah sequence, and that they were already being used by Hamill, who was hosting a series of bizarre picnics on the swampy set. One Friday, I left early to babysit my friend Lars from San Francisco. He was in London following Diamond Head on their UK tour. That night, we went along to the Woolwich Odeon to see them play. Peter came along, and he and Lars hit it off immediately. Lars told us he was going to start a band and be the biggest musician in the world one day. Big talk for someone that didn't play an instrument. His plan was to give their albums out for free, because fuck the record companies. Peter liked his attitude and commented that Lars was a cool guy. The next day, Peter headed off to Elstree for filming on Empire. I was sad to see my friend go, but had my hands full trying to get rid of the tranny that me and Lars had shared the night before and find someone in town that could give him drum lessons. But the tranny was telling us that the double penetrative anal we'd given her was costing more than we'd initially negotiated. As usual, Peter had come to the rescue, slinging me a 20 to cover the difference before heading out the door. On Monday, I was surprised to see Peter back in the restaurant. He told me that shooting had been pushed back after a carpenter had discovered the bodies of half a dozen young kids hidden in the tanks on the Dagobah set. <laughs> Apparently, they'd all claimed to have won some sort of competition, but no one could seem to find any record of it. The kids from all over the world, boys and girls, and the only thing they seemed to have in common was that they were all exactly 12 years old. <laughs> I told Peter that I thought it all sounded pretty dodgy. He told me not to be so judgmental, and we headed off to get some Chinese takeaway. (laughs) That's the end of the chapter. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'd I'd like to ask something of you. Uh, well, where is this going, Dan? It's called uh, <laughs> it's called Midget Watch. No. And, um, <laughs> and basically, uh, how it works is that uh, no. you're out and about, you're at work, or you're, no, Dan, you can't you're having ask dinner. People to do this wherever you are, and you see a midget doing anything. No. <laughs> and you very discreetly no take out your phone and take a picture no. of the midget. Do not and do send this. it into us. Do not do this. And each week, the best photo will be put up as our midget watch photo of the oh, week. No, it won't. No, it won't. It will. The uh, <laughs> the current winner, of course, is Dave's midget at KFC. That was a special treat for you. It wasn't yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Show. And now I've gotten greedy, and now I need more. <laughs> no, listeners, do not feed Dan's sick little fetish. 
Now, I'm, I'm pretty I'd just sure like there's to say very wrong with this segment. And I, I this is not a sexual thing. This is not a sexual right thing. Now, but I think we I all just, know that it's not right. I just really, really like midgets, and I really, really want to see them doing stuff in their everyday lives. So, in a very respectful way, I'd like you to spy on them <laughs> and send their pictures in to our website. I'm prepared to add to this. This is a email podcast about with the subject stuff. Midget it's not watch. your personal repository to have every sick little whim of yours fulfilled, Dan. Look, if you don't like Midget Watch, we can call it Dwarf Watch. How's no. that? Is that better? Or Midget Photo Time. Yeah. Everyone Dan's else is super okay happy, with fun Midget I'm Photo Time. I'm the voice of reason in this, am I? Apparently. I'm the voice no, of reason. So. I think we need to take a quick vote. Uh, so I'm, I'm for yes... For Midget Watch, Luke, I'd also just like to say, if it's you are a midget yourself, feel free to just take pictures of yourself and send them in. I mean, you'll be the clear winner. Yeah. So that's fine too. Dan, that's not cheating. Don't feel, Google? oh, I'm a midget. I can't enter this. Can you can't. Right? Do we have to have this No, they have segment? to send them in. They have to send them in. It, it has to be viewers or, or listeners of the show or, you know, anybody who watches our site going out. And I want to get people active. You know what I mean? I want to I really... I want to just start something, you know. I want yeah. to start Midget Watch. Yeah. So that's awful. Matt, are you voting yes too? Look, I think it has to. It's got to be done. Oh uh, well, that's uh, that's what three is, to one. Of all the so, people, Matt, I thought you would too would be Midget Look. Watch is a thing. Yep. And I'm I'm yellowing this out on the spreadsheet because it has been mentioned. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I actually I've got some midget news. Oh, that can um, be another. Uh, that can be another segment. No. Midget News. Midget oh. News. Dave, can you do a jingle for Midget News? Midget News. All right. And now you have to do one for Midget Watch. Yeah. Midget. Or if you're offended. No, hold on. <laughs> midget Watch. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was good. I like that. Uh, I think we need to pitch shift that up so it sounds like a munchkin, and I need you to... Um, <laughs> Put some kind of uh, filter on it so it sounds like there's hundreds of them singing it. Is that okay? Right. Yeah, so That's it's probably going to end up sounding like, a little what bit... What the fuck are you doing? It's going to end up sounding a little bit like this. And that's where I'll put it in. That's right. great. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Um, Can I just say, so, I in no way condone this midget watch session. Well, you have because you've just performed the jingle. Yeah. So yeah, you can no longer back out. You're you're an accessory after the fact, or before the fact. In, well, in or news, during the fact, because the first picture is going to be from you. Someone that I know attends a gym. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I'm listening now. Let me just working at the gym. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Cool. The, Keep on. Someone I know works at a gym where there is also a, a midget who works out. And all right, I'm only going to ask you this once, Matt, and I want you to think very, very carefully before you answer. Sure. Which gym? <laughs> <laughs> I asked. For photographic evidence, however... Well, he can send it into to Midget no, 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 Watch. No, 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 no because... <laughs> no, you, you get banned if you take photos of other people at the gym. That is right. the only reason that there's no photo. Oh. Oh, that's it, the it's... only reason, is it? <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. No, there's no, no. Big, no. We're getting a loophole Apparently, there's a big sign that says, do not photograph the midgets. <laughs> Inside the gym. Inside the gym. Inside the gym. Yeah. Inside being the operative word. Yeah. I want oh. a photo of that midget entering or exiting that gym <laughs> with right. his little gym bag. <laughs> his little <laughs> tiny gym bag. You know, he goes in to Wayne Enterprises and asks for a job in applied sciences, meets Fox, and gets Lucius. the Tumblr, which was commissioned by the government 
and just paints it black, and then oh well, we have no idea what that is. <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen the D and D's fucking re- the DOD's research stuff, man? No. I don't know what the fuck's going on. All right, fine. Seriously, no, it's a knows. mountain of paperwork. Yeah, somebody, shit. somebody knows. Someone would have got. Dude, I built we're that. talking about the U.S. government, man. Like the, the most inept bureaucracy right. no, 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 in no, the no, entire no, world. No, bring it back. There is some guy who actually oversaw and built that. He's yeah. not going to go. There's blueprints. Oh, no. There's blueprints. No, no, it was it was oversaw and, and built by Lucius under contract from the U.S. government. All right, so so what, he built it some guy behind himself. the desk went, yeah, try and make something that does this. Yeah, but and what about the laborers? There's has mechanics a... involved in this. Uh, yeah, the see on the news and go, wait a minute, that's the Batmobile. I've just built the Batmobile. I spent <laughs> the last three months working <laughs> on the Batmobile. That's mine. Yeah, yeah. So stole my idea. Well, I think they actually even address that in the second one. Yeah, when, the guy, um, the guy when the guy out. tries yeah. to account. Yeah, 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 but. If so you're going to play something for truth and play it for believability, I think you, you, you have to honestly say there's going to be a line you have to draw somewhere. And for me, that line was when the Batmobile just crashed and pretty much caught on fire and then a motorbike popped outside. Uh, hold on, do you know where... I actually saw this, because I saw this last night. We had special history and then we rewound it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we knew you were going to bring this up. We the did. front two wheels are the wheels of the motorcycle. Yeah. So? So what happens is... Why does it turn into a motorcycle? Because it's multi-purpose. It's the eject oh. sequence. It says eject sequence. It's right. Says, okay. In the, in the old ones from the 80s. And what does an airplane turn into a chair? What's when you eject? It explodes into a chair. <laughs> Can I just give this some context for the people who are lost at the moment? Mm. When we saw The Dark Knight, mm. Dave's one criticism, or his first criticism, the first very, thing he very, said, mm. I thought it was a shit movie because, quote, no, no, there was a there was bike a lot of things that I had exploded to into a motorbike. No, there was a car that You're, exploded into a bike. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Your exact yeah. words were, there was a car that exploded <laughs> yeah. into a motorbike. That's yeah. when I tuned out. That's when yeah. I was like... Okay, I watched this. I saw no explosion with this car. Oh, okay. The car just went into a giant fiery crash. No, no, okay. It sits there for about three or four minutes after that crash. Yeah, yeah. He's he's trying, trying, he types shit into, into the keypad. Oh, yeah, of course. So, so, so you type he in... Tries different stuff. Uh, turn into motorbike, enter. Before that, he's already gone into motorbike mode. Remember, he's up like this, and then he goes down. Yeah, he goes down into a motorbike. He knows he's going to have very to clever. It's very clever. <laughs> Which, no, no, in, the, in Batman yeah. Forever, he... But don't even talk to me about those movies. No, no, sorry. He should... That, that actually I didn't like about that, how he's already in motorcycle mode. Before he even no, knows no, no, he's no, going to no, be no, an accident. No, 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 he does that. Look, it's such a stupid... No, no. That's jump. That's that's my new thing. That's like the first one. But it really characterised what I found distasteful about the film because I thought it had lost that appeal to truth that you were talking about earlier. I uh, see. My I, I don't think the first one had as much of this because I watched the first realism. one again recently. Yeah, yeah so and I mean that part where he's driving on the rooftops in the tumbler. Exactly. Yeah, it was like very that, shit. Yeah. And, uh, God, what else? But it was dark. Yes. I like how oh, stealth mode on the car is literally dark. just turning off the lights. <laughs> Stealth mode of the car. I do all my hosting sometimes. I'm like, stealth mode. Turn my lights off. What did you say last night? Some of the stuff, like, you know, where they... Sometimes I accidentally drive in stealth mode. He decides he's not going to be Batman anymore, and they burn all the paperwork and that, and then so they're shutting everything down, and the lights turn off (laughs) in the same direction. So at some point, he said to Alfred, Alfred, it's very important that the lights turn off. Because one day, I'm not sure what you mean by that. What do you mean? One day, I'm going to be Batman anymore. All right, second thing. The second thing I don't like. just all go off at once. All right. Second thing. No, no, no. Second thing I don't like. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of Katie Holmes. I mean, after I saw her, her tits in The Gift, what do you call it? Hold on, 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 h
But we're still talking about a car that explodes into a bike. Yes. Right? No, no, I no. Thought, I thought we'd... Let's go back to the 80s or the early 90s. The Tim Burton ones, which you've already stated you do like. Oh, I, I, the Batmobile... Not since I saw Batman, Batman Begins. Yeah. Yeah. Putting yeah. that out there. What, what's that? Batmobile, mm-hmm. sides shoot off, the middle... <laughs> Becomes the bat missile. Isn't that in the second one? Yes. yes. Yeah, I thought the second one was shit. Oh, that's oh, that, yeah, that explains yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's what he's saying. With missiles attached to the back oh, yeah, of it. What you're saying is that you actually don't, don't like Batman. I like the first Batman. <laughs> what? So the, the Tim Burton, the Tim first Tim Burton one. The one where the first is the Nolan one. You just like origin stories. I only like the first one. You just like origin stories. Yeah, So you like the first Tim Burton Batman where he has a jet that. Completely yeah. has a thing that grabs balloons on the front <laughs> and then cuts the strings. Where did he take my wonderful balloons? Yeah. Yeah. And then he floats them out under the sea, so it's some other city's problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wind currents and what? I'm sure you like the one that the soundtrack was done by Prince. Yeah, bad dance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna punch M Night Shyamalan in the twist if I ever see him. <laughs> In the twist. In the twist. Yeah. Not his twist gland. That's where he gets all his ideas, Dan. I know it is. I'm going to punch him hard in it. <laughs> Don't breathe the air. I'm going to cut it open. Run, it's the wind. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, That's M. So Night, bad. you are the worst filmmaker ever. <laughs> I, I think we have to agree. He's the worst. He, he may not be the worst, but he's terrible. Name one worse. Uh, then Run, It's the Wind. <laughs> name, name a worse movie where something worse than Run, It's the Wind happens. Uh, what's the, the Day After Tomorrow where they run away from the cold? <laughs> I think the cold would kill you before the wind Yeah, but does. you can't run away from it. You can't <laughs> run away from either of them. Next time we're all over, let's see if we can outrun yeah. the wind. Let's get, we'll I think a, you've got a better chance of outrunning ice than Let's the have wind, a movie marathon of films where they have to run away from something that is like... <laughs> they run away from abstract concepts, <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we need to make that film where people are chased by a giant metaphor. Yeah. I mean, I thought it looked cool, but I was I was expecting it to be over the top because it's Two Face. I liked it. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was because really this good. is a Batman movie. It's not a Merchant Ivory film. Yeah, and in fact, I would have been annoyed if it was too subtle because I'd be like, well, it's you know, it's got to be it's very it's got to be very. Well, nothing's less subtle than a car exploding into a motorbike. I tell you that much. So you got what you wanted. <laughs> it didn't explode. I'm sick of you saying this now. I've seen it. There's two wheels at the front. We're arguing. There's two wheels at the front. The left wheel shoots. Goes forward. forward. You guys the, really did pause it and watch yes, it again. Yes, the, right the, right the right hand wheel. That's acting this out. <laughs> <laughs> the left wheel yeah. starts going. Oh, wow. And it yeah. comes out. And uh-huh. then the, where he's sitting, mm. and, and it spins. Oh, it's hard to do it. Oh, you're convinced now, are you? Oh, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm in trouble. You have to be convinced. I'm making actions, but this is obviously not good listening. Mm. But anyway, the whole thing pivots around. And then the front he, axle comes off. The right wheel spins around to back. And anyway, actually, something else Luke pointed out. Yeah. You liked something less. Yeah, what was I thought stupider was when he drove up to a building, drives up the wall, and spins around. Stupid. <laughs> okay, it's... but, and I want to point out that I don't think anyone addressed this, is you're saying that the fact that the bike can do that is silly. Yeah. But it does stuff like that earlier on. It's just I don't know if anyone notices. But when he comes out of yeah, the shopping centre... No, yeah, no, no. Did it sort of spin or something? Yeah, the wheels... Granddad, uh, what did you do when you were young? We talked about Batman, so <laughs> yeah. talked about Batman. The no, wheels. I mean when you were a kid. I mean when you were like a young adult, like in your 30s. <laughs> talked yep, about no Batman. <laughs> the wheels spin three, like all the way. I saw that, but I didn't think I was actually saw it. No, 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 because the lights are on the Because that could just be stupid. No, it's not stupid, it's awesome. 
I've got a dragon story. I haven't played Skyrim yet, but but it, the talking about Skyrim did remind me of uh, when I was at work fairly recently, and my boss had seen what I can only imagine is a mockumentary about dragons, right? Yeah. And um, but he didn't realise that it was a mockumentary. He thought or, it was a documentary. He comes in, and with no irony and no kind of uh, you know joking around at all, he just says. Did you guys know dragons were real? Oh, what? <laughs> and, right. and most people in the office <laughs> just humoured him and went, oh, what? And he started just he really, really nonchalantly telling the story about, yeah, no, they, um, I watched this doco on them, and, uh, and they, uh, they, uh, they ate rocks, which is why they got the uh, fiery breath. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, they were egg layers, and, uh, and, and he just started rattling off facts, I'm doing air quotes, Fact that he had heard in this documentary. Um, and I was looking at the guy I work with in my department, Ben, kind of like, what the fuck is this conversation? Mm. No one else was calling him out on it. Everyone was just like, oh, okay, okay. And we were like, sorry, I'll stop you there. <laughs> There's no fucking dragons. And he actually started getting quite uh, aggressive and started right. saying, well, I saw the documentary. You obviously didn't see it. <laughs> and and like, well, I, I don't care what you saw. There weren't any dragons. Like that's that's just a fact. And he's like, "Well, I saw a doco. All right, you're saying I'm lying that I didn't see a doco." And we're like, "Well, no, you you obviously did see a doco. <laughs> that doesn't prove that there were dragons." And, and, uh, we'll just agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree then. No, <laughs> the documentary. It was presented by um by Christian Bale and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. oh that's, uh, yeah. That was a great concept. He's not, uh, he's not listening to this, is he, Dan? So that was a that was just a who uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> no, it, 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 was, <laughs> it was just a conversation I never thought I'd actually have to have. Wow. Tell somebody, look, I don't care what you saw, dragons are not real. Mm. Jesus Christ! Um, yes, uh, sorry for anyone who's listening to this who thinks dragons are real. They're mm. not. Oh, no, not sorry. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well put, Dave. So I um I watched The Grey the other day with Liam Neeson. Oh. You watched a movie with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Did he like it? Oh, he he was in it. He enjoyed it. He doesn't take notes. Is it good? It's the wolf one. Yes, Liam yeah. Neeson, Wolf Wolf Puncher. Are they crazy characters? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Really? Is that is that what people are calling it? Yeah, Wolf Puncher. Wolf Puncher. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. He punch. That's wolves, funny, really? only because if you see it, it's not what you think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a movie because... about him punching wolves? Well, no. Oh, no, not punching them. No. Is he a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> no. Answer the question. No. Well, I don't no. know what it's about there now. I'm gonna have to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> no, it's just, it is a tale of survival. Yeah, well, um, I thought he, he gets trapped in the snow and there's wolves. So he fights them hand to hand combat. If that isn't a movie, that should be. And it should be. Well, it, like. it looks like he, handily, he like takes story. down these wolves like a pre- like he's the predator, and they're Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and his team. <laughs> no, it's um, it's actually quite a spiritual film. It's, um, oh, sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Run out and see that now. You, Dan. No, okay, I'll watch. Is it good? Is it's it good. 3D? It's good. Is it? <laughs> it's in 3D. I only watch movies. Wolf Punch in 3D. 3D. Oh. 
I assumed it was just going to be him and some dudes punching walls, like you said, Matt. But, um, <laughs> I'm disappointed that it's not. I uh, no, it is. It is. It is I'm, that. But it's not. What, what are you telling me here? <laughs> it is. It is just it's that. secondary. It's it's so secondary to. Do the, wolves the, get the punched or not? Yes, wolves do get punched. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Watch the film. <laughs> But to call it Liam Neeson's Wolf Puncher would be disingenuous and not and not and not true to the spirit of the film. Okay. I'm just saying it's 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 more about survival and the. Is there a scene where he's like a negotiator on the phone with the wolves? <laughs> I was shown some skills. Which will make your life very unpleasant. Would would, uh, would we still get the gist of it if we just fast forwarded in between the wolf punching scenes? <laughs> like, so you only watch the wolf punching bits? Yeah. Is there yes. a scene? Like, is there like a special feature on yeah. the disc where you can skip to just the scenes where wolves get some kind of wolf punch <laughs> montage? I don't know. I don't He's know. a manly man, though, isn't it? I'm going to come out of it going, "Oh man, I wish Liam Neeson was my dad." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You would be such a disappointment to leave me. <laughs> we all would, not just yeah. you, Matty. Yeah, that's right. So Video we games. All would. Uh, couldn't you just be gay or something? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. But With I mean, every I'm always woman off. in Skyrim, we all married that same woman. And it's odd because we do have quite different tastes generally. We do, yeah. and we joke about that. And we. In the game, in Skyrim, we, we all just wanted... In all honesty, guys, it was the first bit of poon that wandered our way. That's why we all married. <laughs> she just seems all right, so independent. No, 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 because we discussed this on this show, on, on this <laughs> on this very show. You guys, I told you guys how to to go about getting married. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you then went and all married the same person I had. No, but you didn't tell us who you had married. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's the first woman that expresses any interest yeah, in Yeah, but I've been playing the no, game no, 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 no. for like 20 hours before I actually got married. That's well, what I'm me saying. me too, but... Look, I, I had to get that necklace and then I had to travel back to her and I've met other girls on the way. Have you? I didn't meet a single other woman who expressed any interest in me. You can marry that woman in um, Riften, who... Uh, the. The a filthy Riften woman? Are you <laughs> no, crazy? She's not the. She's it's the, a fucking sewer town. She's mate. the goody two shoes that's there. I know. You, I, I. I mean, it doesn't interest me, but uh, I know that you can. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. Think yeah. I've got no oh, what, what Matt? So like me, Dan, and Luca. You know, we'd be the kind of guys that would marry a fucking sewer town bitch. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not saying. You I'm think that little of it? If you want to, you know, if that's how you want to run with. Then <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean. You all, you guys will want my bitch, whatever. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just saying. I like, saw her first. Yeah, well, you know, you'd walk, um, walk, I, if I could murder her, I would. Well, I moved mine into a three-story house where she now lives in um, absolute luxury. So, uh, oh, you're not we, living in Whiterun anymore. No, no, we moved to uh, Solitude because um, <laughs> oh, it's too snowy in Solitude. No, I have a beautiful. I uh, know, I have a beautiful house up there now. <laughs> Fuck if we just listen to ourselves sometimes. This is like, like I know moving to a different town. Multiple like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's beautiful in solitude. Yeah, you really haven't spent enough time there. This is solitude the kind of- was ruined twenty years ago, Daniel. <laughs> this is the video game talk people want. Where'd you and your, where'd you and your wife real estate tips in yeah. the virtual world? You sh- we should open up a real estate agent in fucking oh, uh, Skyrim. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.